Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hello, hello, hello. I'm Matt Williamson, and I am back from a much-needed week at the beach. Kids are on spring break, still on today from uh, Monday. They're going back on Tuesday. That's also much-needed, them going back to school, seeing a lot of the children. Um, but spent a lot of time at the beach with the fam. It was awesome. Uh, had a blast. Can't, uh, can't complain at all, that's for sure. Uh, missed you guys, though. There hasn't been a lot that's happened since then. Um, obviously everyone is in their bunker in the NFL room, you know, NFL franchises right now, hunkering down, figuring out draft strategy. We're hearing rumors though, the Browns love the Trubisky and all these things. Uh, now is not the time of year to believe anything you read. Um, but what I'm going to do, and I'm not exactly sure how we're going to handle this week. We'll do three episodes or three. Yeah, we'll do three episodes this week. And depending on the feedback, right now I'm going to do a mock draft of the top 10, but I'm going to do it as if I was the GM of each team. Not what I think is going to happen is if I was in charge of each war room, who I would pick with the remaining players on the board. If you guys like that, maybe Wednesday we'll do the next 10 and Friday we'll do the next 12. You know, it could be fun. You know, it could be fun. And operating off the assumption that these X amount of players are already gone. Um, But that's today. Next week, I'm not exactly sure how we're going to set it up. But I'm thinking we should do a podcast Thursday for sure. Friday for sure. The draft is Thursday, if you don't know. Um, Probably Saturday and Sunday as well, just to recap. So... Um, that's my thoughts on next week. So maybe we'll start next week slow and then hit it hard draft going forward. So that's my thoughts. So let's get into this with the top 10 picks. All right, let's go through this top 10. And in a way, as the Godfather's taught us so well, I'm, I want to think as those around us think in that this is our scheme I'm in charge of that team. I'm in charge of the Browns with the first pick. But it doesn't mean, boy, I think they're going to do this. It's more, I'm taking this player. I'm the GM. Matt Williamson is the GM of this team. So, Cleveland's an easy one. They're on the clock now. I don't want to hear about this nonsense about Trubisky, who I'm not that big a fan of anyways. Um, You take Miles Garrett. He's by far the best player in the draft. He's at a premium position, although it's not quarterback. You take him, you do cartwheels, you plug him in, and you unleash havoc in the AFC North. And you have a blue chip guy for years to come who can only get better once he refines his technique. So, easy one. And you don't really entertain offers to trade out of that spot. You know, And we're going to talk about that too for each of these. You know, Is, it, is trading out the, the way to go? For San Francisco, it's absolutely the way to go, in my opinion. That this does this draft slot does not play out all that well for them. There's not a quarterback everyone's going to be clamoring at, or that they should take. Uh, not in my opinion. 
Um, I would take Solomon Thomas with reluctance. And they're installing a Seahawk-like defense. And I would take Thomas and say, okay, I have my Michael Bennett. And yes, can he play some similar techniques as an Armstead and a Buckner? Yeah. So you don't love that part. But he's a defensive lineman that does very good things as an interior player. He's good against a run. Is he worth the second overall pick? Maybe not, but I don't really think anyone is for San Francisco. I would consider Jamal Adams, who I love. Um, But I think you take Thomas and you use the entire 15 minutes and you wait until you can make a deal because ideally I think you'd like to trade back five, six, seven spots, add more picks. You have so many needs that you settle for it in a way. It's a safe pick. He's a Stanford guy. He's from out that way. He's smart. I mean, I think it would shock all of us if he were a bust. You know, I mean, I don't think he's going to be a bad player. Am I saying he's going to be as good as Michael Bennett? Um, that's pretty high praise. I don't think that's going to be the case. And you would think, boy, the second pick, overall pick, you better get a Michael Bennett type player. And he might be, but, you know, Michael Bennett's great. I mean, he's great. But if you can have that role locked up in this new defense as you're transforming, okay. I mean, to me, that's the pick slightly over Adams. You're better off at safety. I, you know, I'd rather go D-line. He fits the new scheme as a Michael Bennett. So, Browns easily go Miles Garrett. If it's me, easily. Just put the card in now. You know, we're not going to have any nonsense. The Niners wait and wait and hope to make a deal settle in a way for Thomas. And again, with Michael Bennett in mind. Which, you know, worse things than that. The Bears, I'm sure some are clamoring, go get a quarterback, go get a quarterback. No, I want to see what Glennon can do. I mean, I think the defense is close to being complete. Um, I take Jamal Adams here. I mean, this one's an easy one for me. You know, that if you get a player like him at three, I think he's a big-time difference maker, a great coverage player, fits all schemes, exactly what they need to lead the back end of that defense, basically completes the Bears' defense at another corner at some point in this draft for sure as well. You're starting to cook with gas on that side of the ball. You know, I mean, this was a team that faced a ton of injuries last year too. It can't, that, that can't be forgotten when you analyze the Bears. They got hit really, really hard. So I do think their roster is better than, you know, their record indicated or, you know, where their draft slot is, per se. Um, but Adams, to me, is just too good to be true. You know, very, very low chance of, you know, very low bust rate, in my opinion. Can do so many things. Modern day safety, really good in coverage, man zone, whatever you want to do with him. Lock him up on tight ends. Um, play in the slot. You know, he has some cornerback traits without giving up safety physicality. Um, this is an easy one for me, too. If I'm the Bears, boom, lock it up. The Jags at four, is it, they're interesting. You know, could he go get an edge pass rusher? Um, Jonathan Allen's been mentioned there, but I think Jonathan Allen's a little too much Calais Campbell, Malik Jackson for my liking, you know, in that if you're going to live in sub package as much as teams do nowadays, I don't want any, any of those three really as my edge player. And only two of them can be on the field as quote defensive tackles in sub. So Jonathan Allen's a very, I like the player, but no, you know, um, 
and I don't see an edge pass rusher that's worth it here for me is just a screamer off the edge. You know, I mean, a 250-pound a Von Miller fastball type guy. And obviously the offense needs work. I mean, you look at the offense and it, it's going to be Bortles. I mean, that's a foregone conclusion at this point. I don't think that at this stage you grab Trubisky or one of these guys at four. And, and although I have said that you're nuts if you just, you know, just don't do anything at the position. I mean, I think you better draft somebody on day two. There's not an offensive lineman worthy of the pick. O.J. Howard crossed my mind. I mean, that's a big need. It's early for a tight end. I get that, but he's another one that's awfully safe. I, know, hitting, I got no problems with it. As you can tell here with Thomas and Adams, although Adams I think is better than this, but I have no problems in the top five, top ten hitting doubles, so to speak. You know, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, although Adams could be a home run in my um, but there's not an offensive lineman to take. I think that would be the ideal situation was, boy, there's a premium left tackle here. Let's grab him. No, I mean, that's not an option. You don't reach and take somebody you don't need. You don't take a quarterback. So what do you do? You, you, you make Blake Bortles life easier and you draft Leonard Fournette and you run the offense through him instead of Bortles, you know, and you work on the offensive line in the later rounds. And you have the weapons in place. And, you know, a tight end would certainly be nice. But they're not terrible at the running back position. But Fournette's a potentially special player. He makes Bortles' life a heck of a lot easier. It sure seems like a Coughlin old school thing to do. Go back and get a a running back that the teams from the 80s and 90s would adore. And feed him the ball a lot with a really good defense. I mean, potentially really good defense. I mean, I think it's going to be a good defense. It's very, very good on paper. Played very well at the end of last season. So if I'm the GM of the Jags, I say give me Fournette. Although it's a running back rich draft, and there's always the argument that you never take a running back that high. I think he's the best fit for what's out there. My secondary piece would probably be O.J. Howard. And I would listen to trade offers. I wouldn't mind moving back three, four, five spots, particularly ahead of Carolina um, to to kind of assure that you have Fournette. Um, And if you lost out on him, you don't cry and your Wheaties too bad. You picked up picks or whatever. So that's, you know, important. So that's what I'm doing. I'm taking the the running back and I'm going to give him the ball a lot. That's the plan. So it is Thursday night and the draft is, you know, less than an hour old. Miles Garrett fell off the board immediately. San Francisco used their 15 minutes, settled, and you know, put the card in for Solomon Thomas. The Bears snatched up Jamal Adams very willingly. The Jags gave it some thought, you know, didn't get the offers they wanted. Went with, a, again, a safe pick, a guy that's you know probably going to contend for Offensive Rookie of the Year in Leonard Fournette. So those four picks are gone, and I'm the Titans at five. And I really want a wide receiver. I wish I knew more about Corey Davis. I can't quite go Corey Davis at five with the other talent that's on the board. So you think about O.J. Howard. You know, I mean, if you can't go receiver, you at least help Mariota with another pass catcher and give a very formidable tandem with Delaney Walker. Yeah, you know, I, I, I wouldn't condemn him for that either. But I didn't go that direction. I went with Marshawn Lattimore. And I know they addressed their secondary a fair amount in free agency. I would have actually seen a little more. But 
now you really got something. You know, like Logan Ryan becomes your two corner in the big picture, and Lattimore gives you massive man-to-man capabilities of locking down or, you know, at least battling number one type receivers, much like Jacksonville that last year did with Jalen Ramsey. So corner, the need of corner and the need of wide receiver were the glaring two entering the offseason. They've done something about corner, but I just think Latimer's the better prospect than Davis or Howard, considering this team, considering what direction they're going. All of a sudden, now your secondary is a strength. You have that second first-round pick. I would think you could get a quality pass catcher there. You know, you're going to play the board at this point and say, you know, maybe you move up and grab Corey Davis at 10 or 12 or something like that, or O.J. Howard. So you're open to that possibility. At 5, the Titans would entertain some draft or some trade talk. But Latimer's pretty appealing, you know, and if you were to move down five spots and you take Corey Davis or O.J. Howard, that would be fine too. But Latimer's pretty appealing. I mean, really, really athletic, gifted, man-to-man corners. I mean, that's what you just top five picks on. You know, I mean, that, that's what that's what this, this league is about now. Those guys don't grow on trees. So... Garrett, Thomas, Adams, Fournette, Latimer. And then comes the Jets, who I never said anything good about because they need everything in the world. And I think they would have loved Adams. I think they would have loved Latimer. Latimer, in particular, would have been a very Todd Bowles, Revis, Peterson-like foundation piece so that he can run heavy man coverage with a lot of defensive backs and a lot of blitzes. They have the big men on defense in place. But they need everything. I mean, more so than any of these teams we're going to talk about, I think the Jets at six are really open for business. I mean, almost in a Browns-like fashion from a year ago, trade down, trade down again, pick up an 18 pick here, pick up an 18 pick there. You know, any little piece of draft equity you can. But for the, you know, for the exercise I'm doing, I'm the Jets GM, Garrett Thomas Adams, Fournette Latimer are off the board. And I'm sitting there going... Man, I, I, there isn't a corner here that I'm doing jumping jacks to take. I would strongly consider Malik Hooker, you know, but, uh, you know, I don't think Bulls has put a huge premium on, you know, really rangy free safeties, although everybody wants one of those. And, and you look at Hackenberg and this crew on offense. I'm not taking a quarterback here. I want to see what Hackenberg can do for a year. But they need everything on offense. I mean, Corey Davis... That would be okay. I mean, I guess I wouldn't condemn them for that. But I'm taking something safe here. I'm going O.J. Howard. You know, they, Chan Gailey is gone. They are actually now going to use a tight end. Why not you have a really good one? You know, a young one to either grow with Hackenberg or next year's first-round pick quarterback to rely on. Um, helps the offensive line a little. You know, that again, the Jets can't swing and miss. So give me the safe dude who looks like a high-quality tight end for years to come from the Jets, and I'm stuck at six. But again, I am really, really going to be active to try to get out of that spot if I'm them. The Chargers, this fell in their lap. You know, because I think, I was on Ross Tucker's podcast today, and one of the things we were talking about are, who are the teams that aren't that bad, or that aren't that good, you know, (laughs) picking early in the draft, that don't have a ton of needs. And two of the teams, the teams I mentioned were Jacksonville, who we've already been over, 
And the Chargers. You know, I look at the Chargers and think, man, if I could get a stud safety, and I'm going to have him take Malik Hooker, you know, pull back the curtain here. If I can spend two quality picks on offensive linemen, and maybe a big guy on defense, you know, a 300-pound penetrator or two-way type defensive tackle, this would be a really successful draft for me. And the way this shook out, and I didn't alter it to you know save my needs or anything, but I, I took, I'm going to take Hooker, run it up to the podium. And if you're sitting there at the Chargers, you'd be worried that the Jets at six would take him, for sure. But again, I mean, the Chargers are going to a Seattle-like scheme. Hooker's your obvious Earl Thomas, not clone, but, you know, he's going to mimic that role as a true deep free safety. That's fantastic. I mean, that's exactly what you want. And the Chargers, they say, wow, Hooker's on the board at seven. Sprint to the podium, take him, plug him in at free safety, makes everyone around him much better, makes the whole system go. And on the second day, I might go back-to-back offensive linemen. You know, I might go tackle guard in the second, third round. With the, you know, So the Chargers, if it would fall this way, I would think would be thrilled. As their GM, their acting GM right now, I am thrilled. I, I think that's exactly what they need. If Hooker were off the board, then I think you look at San Diego and say, wow, I don't know. I mean, maybe you do take a Jonathan Allen and make him your Bennett. You know, although Bosa's kind of that guy. Um you know, I, I almost, in a way, feel like for San Diego, it's hooker or bust. There has to be a good joke in there somewhere. Is that the new iPhone? Yeah, got it on T-Mobile. Fastest iPhone deserves America's fastest LTE network. Introducing the amazing iPhone 8. It's the best iPhone yet, now on America's best unlimited network. For a limited time, save up to $300 on the amazing iPhone 8 after 24 monthly bill credits. And now join T-Mobile's iPhone upgrade program for free. Eligible trade-in and finance agreement required. If you cancel service, you may lose promo credits. Contact us for details. Video at 480p. Small fraction of users over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speed. See store for details. Next up, the Chargers just took Hooker. O.J. Howard, Marshawn Lattimore, Leonard Fournette, Jamal Adams, Solomon Thomas, and of course, Miles Garrett are off the board. I'm the Panthers, and I'm not real thrilled, to be honest. I would love a 4-3 defensive end, pass rusher, difference maker. You did bring in Peppers, you lost Ely, and you got, that. You got your crop there. You would absolutely love a you know high upside potential pro bowl offensive tackle that guy doesn't exist at number eight you'd love fournette but i can't go mccaffrey or cook i really think for them it's fournette or bust in terms of first round running backs i think you need to have the physical banger there would you consider john ross or one of the other you know receivers and like yeah you'd love Corey davis um but I think you need the speed guy. I think you need the Ted Ginn guy. You know, if you're the if you're the the Panthers and you're going receiver early, um, O.J. Howard would be highly attractive too. You know, no disrespect to Olsen, but he's not going to play forever. And double tight end sets, and he helps your line, he helps your running game. He's gone. So you're sitting there and at eight, and you're not thrilled. I mean, the the seven that fell off the board don't make you happy. So, you wait and you wait and you test the phones and you see if anybody wants to trade up. Maybe somebody's getting, you know, itchy for a quarterback or 
itchy for Corey Davis, thinking that Cincy and Buffalo might grab him, or itchy for Reuben Foster or somebody like that, and you don't need him. You have Luke Keekley. But nobody calls, so I have to make the pick at eight. So I take Jonathan Allen. And I really like the player. I think in their scheme, he's a 4-3 defensive end. They like heavier guys that set the edge well. You know, their their defensive ends aren't 245 and look like, you know, uh, DeMarcus Ware. You know I mean? They're thicker-bodied at the line of scrimmage type guys. Clearly, he would have a lot of value on passing downs for a team that doesn't like to blitz a lot as a defensive tackle. You know, line him, get, get Luda Lele off the field, line him next to short. And, you know, his versatility might not be used there as it would be in other more versatile fronts, you know, more multiple fronts. But, you know, you ask him to be a 4-3 defensive end, slight, slight, you know, miscasting there. But he'll get used to it and maybe trim five pounds off him and get a little quicker. And then you bump him inside on most downs, you know, which is, you know, the sub packages. And all of a sudden, you got a lot of good defensive linemen now. And, and your front seven, which is the foundation of your defense, is really, really good. And, you know, that makes a lot of other problems go away for the Panthers. It's not the direction you absolutely wanted to go. But there's worse things. <laughs> you know, again, and nobody's trading down with you. So there's the Bengals. Okay. Immediate thought for the Bengals are, my offensive line is junk. I've done a really poor job of GMing to this point to allow this offensive line to become so terrible, despite having all these resources invested in the last couple of years. I'm mad at myself. I should have fired myself long ago, but I'm still of the job on draft day. But there's not an offensive lineman worth taking here. I mean, I can't take Ramchek and some of these other guys. No, too early. Sorry. Again, poor planning. Corey Davis would be nice. Would absolutely be nice. I, I mean, I, I think I can condone that. And as we've figured out, I like Corey Davis a lot more than I like Mike Williams, if we haven't been down that conversation yet. That would be fine. Um, an edge pass rusher, and they like big ones. You know, all their Carlos Dunlap, Michael Johnson types are 6'6", six, six, and you know, Hunt. You know, these, these guys are all long and big. Allen doesn't fit that mold, but he's a bigger dude. You know, imagine Allen next to Geno Atkins on throwing downs, but he's gone. Is there, you know, Taco Charlton might be somebody they like, but I don't. Not nearly at nine, that's for sure. He worries me. There isn't a defensive lineman that jumps off the board here to me. The top safeties are gone. I'm saying no on corner at this point. So I take Ruben Foster. I mean... He's a great football player. I mean, I think he's right there with Jamal Adams as possibly the second best player in this draft. So you get him at nine, and he quarterbacks your defense, hopefully for the next dozen years, every down guy. And you see, yeah, he got perfect, but he's not good enough or valuable enough, I think is the way to say it, for, me to, for him to block me taking Reuben Foster. Put him in the middle of a defense and let it be his. That's my move. So the way this falls, I'm the Bengals. I'll take Reuben Foster. And boy, I need offensive line tomorrow, Friday. So that worked out pretty well for the Bills at 10. Take Corey Davis. It's that simple. 
you know, Sammy Watkins. What was the news that came out yesterday? They're not sure if they're going to pick up his fifth-year option. That's insane. Unless they don't think he, unless their doctors are t- saying this dude is glass Joe and can't stay healthy, you pick up Sammy Watkins' options. He's your most valuable guy. I mean, I mean, they had nothing else. That's insane to me. I don't believe it. Or if it is true, then I don't think they know what they're doing. So, anyways, anyway, you need a number two or slash complimentary receiver opposite Watkins, no matter what. You get the best receiver in this draft, a fit-every-scheme type receiver who isn't a burner, isn't a possession receiver. He's kind of both, does all everything you look for. If Watkins is going to miss time, he can be a one. I think if you're the Bills, you're very happy with this. You know, if he's gone, I think O.J. Howard's a possibility. Obviously, in this scenario, he's already gone. Um... I would think you have almost have to go past catcher if you're the Bills right now. So that works out for them. You know, they get the the best wide out at their biggest need position at 10. So there you have it. That's going to do it for today. I mean, I hope you guys like that. Give me some feedback. How you want me to handle the rest of the week. Maybe we can just keep this exercise rolling. We could do a Twitter Wednesday or Twitter Thursday or Friday. Something like that. Um, but we went... With me as a GM, we went Browns, Miles Garrett, Niners, Solomon Thomas, Chicago, Jamal Adams, Jacksonville, Leonard Fournette, Tennessee, Marshawn Lattimore, Jets, O.J. Howard, Chargers, Malik Hooker, Carolina, Jonathan Allen, Cincy, Reuben Foster, Buffalo, Corey Davis. Okay, over and out. Progressive presents Mind Flowness with flow before you lies a beautiful meadow in that meadow progressive direct has placed its auto insurance rates alongside those of competitors you select the lowest rate and feel a great sense of calm a great sense oh compare progressive direct rates with competitors rates so you can rest easy visit progressive.com progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates comparison rates not available in all states or situations prices vary based on how you buy